vision or have another print disability which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Jane Dobre, this is Joanne Janitsky, and for the next hour, I will be reading from the May 18th, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. I hope everyone is well. And this week, the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service had uh, a little gathering uh, of all the volunteers, or the volunteers that could make it, um, to recognize the many volunteers that have volunteered reading for decades. Uh, I'm a newbie compared to some of the others, but we had a wonderful time, and I have to say, it's an honor to be a reader. Let's get to the Ampole Eagle. Falcons District 9 hold first in-person convention in Buffalo since the pandemic. There's a photo of Timothy Kuzma, who is administering the oath of office to the re-elected district offices, officers, I'm sorry. This is by Steve Floor. For the first time in nearly four years, delegates to Polish Falcons District 9 assembled May 13th at Polish Falcons Nest 6 on Broadway from nests across western New York and Pennsylvania to personally gather once again and undertake the work of the district. In-person meetings and conventions were suspended during the pandemic since 2019. Tim Kuzma, national president of the Polish Falcons of America, greeted the assembly by, <clears throat> excuse me, by saying that it's been a long time in coming. But finally, members are able to get back together again, a testament to the resiliency of its members. Several resolutions were passed resolving to safely reopen nest facilities and resume activities under normal conditions. Also, an historic patriotic resolution was accepted. It reads, Whereas this year marks the 160th anniversary of the Polish January Uprising of 1863 against the Tsar of Russia, and whereas in 1867, veterans of the insurrection founded the Polish Falcons in the city of Lvov in what was then Russian-occupied Poland, and today Lviv, Ukraine. Be it resolved that Polish Falcons District 9 supports our brothers and sisters left behind in Poland and Ukraine in their continuing struggle against Russian imperialism. Choem. Professor Klodkowski provides Polish perspective of Russia's war with Ukraine. This is by Mary Lou Verabek. Piotr Klodkowski, PhD, suggested an intriguing world order as he discussed the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the future of Central Europe, and a new world order, a Polish perspective. To an audience of nearly 100 people at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Buffalo on May 11th. Currently serving as a visiting professor at the University of Rochester, Dr. Klodkowski is a professor at the Center for Comparative Studies of Civilizations of the Jagiellonian University in Kraków and a member of the Committee for Asia and Pacific at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. A former ambassador of Poland to India, he also holds diplomatic accreditations to Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, and Maldives. As president of Zheshov, Klodkowski commented that the war has deeply affected Buffalo's sister city. 
he prefers to not use the term refugee, as Poland views Ukrainians as sisters and brothers who have been welcomed into the homes of countless Poles. There are no refugee centers, as in other countries. Proud of Zheshov, he said it was referred to as the City of Saviors by its mayor, Konrad Fiowak and has welcomed Ukrainians, including about 30,000 who remain in the city. Klodkovsky said it now welcomes American soldiers, the 82nd Airborne from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, making it a multicultural and politically important city. As the doorway to Ukraine, President Biden recently visited, and the city is protected by American air defense, placing Zheshov as perhaps the most protected city in Poland and maybe in all of Europe. Putting a perspective on the Russian approach to war, he quoted Marshal Zhukov, a venerated historical figure of the former Soviet Union, who said, quote, the longer the battle, the more force. And if we come to a minefield, our infantry attacks exactly as if it were not there. End quote. Stating that the war will not end soon, Dr. Klodkowski noted that it is difficult to understand the utter destruction wrought in Dnipro and Maripol, among others, targeting mainly civilian populations. It is equally difficult determining what truth, what is truth, as Russia has long ago mastered the art of propaganda. Klodkovsky spoke of the heroes of Ukraine, the everyday people who continue to forge ahead in the face of such devastation, and the rich sense of humor which pervades the society. In Poland, according to Klodkovsky, President Vladimir Zelensky is considered a hero of a free world. Poles have a great respect for Valery Zaluzhny, commander-in-chief of the armed forces of Ukraine, who was reported as killed in a recent fake news Russian propaganda report. The war has drawn many international volunteers to Ukraine from the United States, United Kingdom, Poland, Georgia, even Belarus, and reportedly some from Russia. Aid has also been international, including $46.6 billion from the U.S., $3.3 billion from the European Union, $2.5 billion from Poland, a similar amount to that provided by the much larger Germany. This story goes on for quite a few more pages, so I'm going to stop there. Let's go to Polish News Bites, compiled by our friend Robert Sibel, Warsaw correspondent. EU to compensate Poland for arms to Ukraine. Poland would receive 300 million euros, or $324 million, for weapons purchases by Easter, followed by a further euro 500 600 million over the next few months as compensation for arms sent to war-torn ukraine the announcement was made by polish prime minister matusz morawiecki but the eu is still withholding the pandemic relief funds to which poland is entitled brussels claims that is punishment for poland's alleged rule of law violations but does not explain what that has to do with the COVID-19 pandemic. Many Poles believe the EU is colluding with Poland's opposition to bring about regime change in Warsaw. The Prime Minister proposes strategic partnership with the U.S. During what could be called a one-man diplomatic crusade, Polish Prime Minister Matusz Morawiecki, in talks with U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, proposed a strategic U.S.-Polish partnership. That came in response to, President, to French President 
Emmanuel Macron's proposal of Europe's strategic autonomy from the U.S., expressed while meeting Chinese Communist leader Xi Jinping. Morawiecki visited the factory in Alabama, producing America's Abrams battle tanks, which Poland will soon receive. He held talks with the International Monetary Fund and addressed the Atlantic Council, a major think tank. A persuasive, upbeat advocate, the Prime Minister tried to whip up continued support for Ukraine and accused old Europe of making the continent dependent on Russia energy sources. Quote, Washington realizes that the U.S. has few allies in Europe as close to them as Poland, adding that such close relations are the best vaccine against Russian imperialism. Helping people uncover their family history is Jenna Root's Business by Steve Drugosh. For self-described gene genealogical enthusiast, Alexandra Kachberzak, helping others find the missing pieces to their family history makes her area of interest extremely worthwhile. She is also described as one that can gather people together in a variety of productive ways. She is a resident of Poland and owner of the genealogy research company Geno Roots, and she spoke at the May 11th Polish Genealogical Society of New York State meeting, along with fellow presenter Lutjan Chichotsky. The pair presented during the session titled Boots on the Ground, the Role of an On-Site Researcher. Discussed during the meeting were the vital records history held in each of the three partitions of Poland, Russian, Prussian, and Austrian, filling in the gaps for relevant records, developing a research plan, and communicating various results to clients were described roles they each serve, accompanying various unique services including arranging ancestral village tours and family reunions, providing translation and assistance at family events, such as weddings or funerals. It's not really limited to just this or that specific thing or just one relative, oftentimes that a person wants to learn or find out about, Koch Prasak said. In addition to her founding Geno Roots. She graduated from Copernicus University in Torin and has a degree in archival science. She completed an Eastern European genealogy course in Salt Lake City, Utah. She has discussed her genealogical endeavors in both Poland and the United States and is a founding member of the Polski Towarzysz I apologize for that one. As well as the Association of Polish Professional Genealogists. She also provides air tracing services, as in HEIR, uh, inheritance, uh, for both the legal and court system and is a licensed tour guide organizing ancestral gatherings as well as cultural-oriented tours for larger groups. She is also published being a co-author uh, of Granaries in Grudziadz, which outlines tourist attractions in her own Polish cities. At the end of the day, this is her quote. At the end of the day, we like working with people and helping them to get where they want to be from a genealogical accomplishment standpoint, said Kaczbrzak. Tracing your family roots can be a fascinating, fascinating project. So let's go to learning at any age, an editorial from this edition of the Ample Eagle. 
Buffalo Monsignor's Peter Adamski Polish Saturday School, now located at St. Stanislaus Parish in Buffalo, has been in operation since 1955 and has graduated thousands of students. Most of these students are of Polish descent, whether it be first, second, third, fourth, or greater generation. Typically, when we think of those sitting in the think of those sitting in the seats at Saturday school, we think of grade school children. However, Polish Saturday School Buffalo has been successful of late, increasing the number of adult students. The school's board, principal, and teachers are to be lauded for their hard work, perseverance, creativity, and eagerness to share what they know about the Polish language, culture, history, and music with the students of all ages. The education it provides is certainly a great way to evangelize the next generation of Polish-American leaders. And it is a resource to enlighten, strengthen, and or renew the understanding of the adults. We hope all the students, if not already members, become members of Polonia's various clubs and organizations. We're sure with the knowledge they have gained at Monsignor Adamski Polish Saturday School, they will be a great infusion to Western New York's Polish-American lifeblood. We need to take a quick break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Let's go back to a little bit more on the Polish Saturday School. Um, there are reflections of the adult classes by Nancy Liskevich Wiegand. Our last day of Saturday Polish School was Saturday, May 14, 2023. This school year, the adult class had many guests, celebrations, traditions, and of course, we continued our study of the Polish language. What follows are some comments from the adult students. One student said, I really enjoy coming every week. Don't know why I didn't come before this year. Another student remarked, our teacher makes learning Polish very enjoyable with no stress. The adult students were asked if they would recommend Polish Saturday School to a friend. A reply was, I would recommend Saturday Polish School to learn the Polish language and hear about the history, traditions, culture of Poland, and so much more. The adult students were also asked why they like coming to Saturday Polish School. I like coming to Saturday Polish School because it brings back memories about the language and traditions that I have forgotten, was one response. Another student said, my babcia would be proud of me that I am learning the language that she tried to teach me when I was younger. Finally, a student said, the time in class goes by so fast that I could stay longer as I want to learn more. To join the fall session and see for yourself why the adult students enjoy coming to Saturday Polish School, contact Principal Mira Schamel at 716-903-3242. I'll do it again. 716-903-3242. Let's do Polonia's calendar. On Sunday, May 28th. Polish Singers Alliance of America 52nd International Convention Mass and Concert at Assumption Church, Amherst Street, Buffalo. Mass begins at 12.30 p.m. A brief tour of Assumption Church will follow. Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day Mass at the Resurrection Mausoleum, St. Stanislaus Cemetery, 10.30 a.m. 
Sunday, June 4th, the 150th anniversary mass. That's at noon at St. Stanislaus Church in Buffalo. Bishop Michael Fisher will be the celebrant. The anniversary banquet will be held at Clocks Grove in West Seneca. Get your paper and pencil ready. For details, you can call 716-854-5510. That's 716-854-5510. On Thursday, June 8th, a program called I Found My Ancestor in the PGSNYS database. Now what? The Polish Genealogical Society presentation by Nicole Lodiga Pohanchek. That's from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at Erie One Bosis, 355 Harlem Road, West Seneca. You can get more details at their website at pgsnys.org. Sunday, June 11th, Polish dinner at St. John the Baptist Roman Catholic Church, 6895 Boston Crossroad in Boston, New York. It's from 1130 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. The Polka Mass is at 1030, and then it's followed by the dinner in the school hall. $18 a ticket. For pre-sale dine-in tickets, call Tom Krajewski at 716-328-2702. 716-328-2702. Polka music will start at noon with Dave Gavronski and the Forgotten Buffalo Orchestra. And closing out our list of Polonia's calendars this week, July 28th, 29th, and 30th, the annual Chikdawaga Polish-American Arts Festival in the Town Park, Harlem Road in Chikdawaga. That's a huge event, and I'm sure many of you look forward to that every year. Going back to our genealogy theme, there's a genealogy fair set at St. Stan's, and I apologize, that's already taken place. Let's talk about Kruszczyki Bakery. Anya Dushan, the owner of Pierogi Pizza by Simply Pierogi, 9320 Transit Road, East Amherst, held a soft opening in early May. The venue offers fast, casual, build-your-own pierogi bowls. Duchamp has also applied for a liquor license and reportedly has plans for expanding with more sites. Queen City Pizza, another Duchamp venture, is also adding a liquor license. The pizzeria at 3324 Sheridan Drive in Tonawanda opened in February. It offers a buffalo-style pizza and wings. Has there ever been a better combination than pizza and wings? If there is, it's kielbasa and pierogi. That's just my opinion. Witakowski to direct Songs of Summer. The Amherst Chamber Ensemble Orchestra, directed by Dr. Thomas Vitakovsky, will perform Songs of Summer on Saturday, June 4th at 4 p.m. at Trinity United Methodist Church, 711 Niagara Falls Boulevard, just north of Longmeadow. The concert is free to the public. Polish Roadside Shrines featured on radio show. Popular Polish-American author Sophie Hodorowicz-Nab will present her newest book, 
a spirit of place, the roadside shrines of Poland during the newest episode of the Polish-American radio program. Hodorowicz Nab spent years doing research and photographing roadside shrines and chapels in Poland and the United States after a number of trips to Poland where she saw roadside shrines of all sizes, as small as an image nail to a tree in the middle of villages, forests, and cities. Hodorowicz Nab asked herself who erected them and why were they there, and decided to share her answers in a book. The interview about the book, along with beautiful Polish music dedicated to mothers, can be heard anytime at polishprogram.com. That's polishprogram.com. The Polish-American program can also be heard live every Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning online at webrradio.com or webr1440 on your AM dial. Let's go and switch over to Polka News. Polka's on tap. Tuesday, May 23rd, Polka Buzz did a taping at Polish Falcons, 445 Columbia Avenue in Depew. On Sunday, June 4th, there's a Polka party at Polish Nook, 2242 Cotterback Avenue in Niagara Falls. The admission is $15. It includes a seat, music, and Polish meal at 3 p.m. There is limited seating, so you have to call for a reservation. 716-282-6712. Again, the Polk Party in Niagara Falls Reservations, 716-282-6712. On Friday, June 9th, Dunkirk's fired up for summer kickoff. Dunkirk Pier to Central Avenue in Dunkirk, free admission. The music, 7.45 to 10 p.m. That just sounds like a fun event on what appears to be Lake Erie if it's on the Dunkirk Pier. Wednesday, June 14th, River Grill, 70 Aqualane and Tonawanda from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. featuring the Buffalo Touch. Again, that's the River Grill in Tonawanda. Wednesday, June 21st, Polka Buzz ta TV taping. It's at the Polish Falcons, 445 Columbia Avenue in Depew. From 7 to 10 p.m., $10 to get in, features the Buffalo Touch. On Thursday, June 22nd, Blaisdell Banshell, JFK Park Pavilion, 1 Grafton Avenue in Blaisdell. From 6 to 9 p.m., again, the Buffalo Touch. Saturday, August 5th, German-Polish Celebration. That's at the Spring Garden Park on Two Rod Road in East Aurora. Admission is $7. The Auslanders Band will alternate with the New Directions Band from 4.30 to 9.30 p.m. That sounds like that could certainly be a fun event. There are a couple of ads here for radio stations. Uh, you've got Drive Time Polkas with host Ron Dombrowski. It's on WXRL 1300 AM and 95.5 FM. That's Monday through Saturday, 5 PM. On Sundays, you can listen to WEC 1230 AM 
That's 12.30 on the AM dial. And that's Sunday from 8 in the morning to 11 in the morning. That will get you moving on Sunday morning. You can also listen on air and online. You've got uh, polkaheaven.com, Ron Urbanchik's Buffalo Polka Connection Show. And that's on five times a week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen on the internet, 247polkaheaven.com. I'll do it again, 247polkaheaven.com. Let's take a quick break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Let's go to Polonia's Gardens, and this is by Renia Senko Hanchak, and she titled it Spirit of Place. I think this is a good connection for the book on the shrines in Poland because this article is about the shrines in Buffalo. Sophie Hodorowicz-Neb wrote Spirit of Place, The Roadside Shrines of Poland, in which she introduces the reader to the tens of thousands of roadside chapels, crosses, and shrines that dot the cities and countryside of Poland. She discusses the spiritual, artistic, and historic significance of these shrines. I thought it would be interesting to explore the many shrines and grottos in the gardens in this area. I began the search by asking my classmates from the Monsignor Peter Adamski Polish Saturday School for recommendations. Lee immediately referred to me, referred me to our Lady of Seneca Street at 847 Seneca Street in Buffalo. I've passed that many times. Joe Battaglia was a barber who lived in an apartment above the shop. One night, he saw a vision of the Virgin Mary who asked him to spread the message of peace. Although his vision was never confirmed by the Catholic Church, he built a brick shrine encasing a statue of Mary at the site. His barber shop is long gone, but the shrine remains. An interesting feature of this shrine is a mail slot at the foot of the statue where people insert donations and notes. The site is cared for by neighbors who decorate the shrine, pay its electric bill, and display the various messages inserted in the mail slot. I think it was also featured in um, one of the Over the Tavern series uh, plays. Not positive on that one. Okay, another classmate, Teresa, referred me to her family home currently owned by her daughter. A previous owner had built a shrine on land next to the home. A close look would reveal that the shell is a cast iron bathtub. Teresa says that people passing by would often make a sign of the cross and some would actually kneel at the grotto and pray. Teresa's daughter maintains the shrine and plants flowers. Nancy, also a classmate, told me her son and his daughters are in the process of preparing a shrine for her. Purchased from a craftsman in Michigan, it will be mounted on a post. What a lovely Mother's Day gift. The Villa Maria Motherhouse Complex is listed on the United States Registry of Historic Places in New York. Located in a lovely garden at this site is a beautiful grotto depicting Bernadette kneeling before Mary. I was unable to learn anything about the grotto. Perhaps a reader might tell us more. 
there is a World War II memorial shrine at the St. Stanislaus Cemetery. It was created in the shape of a Polish roadside shrine by the renowned artist Józef Slawinski, who was a member of Poland's Home Army during World War II. The Sorrowing Christ stands over the graves of Polish military and survivors of the war who choose not to return to a Poland controlled by Soviet Russia and settled in Buffalo. A cross called Golgotha Memorial stands on the grounds of St. Casimir Church in Buffalo, erected in 2019 on the 80th anniversary of World War II, it is dedicated in memory of the lives lost in Poland. Cynthia Rydzinski placed her shrine near her front door in clear view of anyone visiting her. Ted Skovron has a shrine in a quiet place in his back garden where he can view it from his kitchen window. There are many more shrines located in our area where we can find a moment for reflection and as Joe Battaglia urged us to spread the message of peace. Spirit of Place, the Roadside Shrines of Poland, is available through the Polish American Journal Bookstore and Polish Art Center. An ebook and hardcover are available through Amazon. Hodorowicz Nab will be presenting her book at the Polish Arts Club on Wednesday, June 21st at 7 p.m. at the Harlem Road Community Center, 4255 Harlem Road. It's a very friendly group at the uh, Polish Arts Club. I have attended uh, one of their meetings. Polish Bandwagon with Beer, Book, and Banquet. This is from our friend Andrew Ostrowski, just for the asking. Andrew says, got a question? Just ask. First question. I'm looking to find the expiration date on a pack of Zivietz beer. I'm sorry, Zivietz beers that my husband forgot we had stored in a trunk in our cellar. There is nothing marked on the cans, and all I see is the sequence, and then there's a long list of numbers on the bottom of the cans. Should we discard the pack or take a chance on getting ill? That's from Regina in New York. And Andrew's answer, thanks Regina, but I doubt you'd get ill even if the beer was expired. The telltale signs of bad beer are, of course, a flat taste, lack of carbonation, and little foam rising. You can still drink expired beer, though. Expiration dates are a science in themselves, it seems. The letters and numbers correspond to certain months and years, but it's not obvious. An online search for expiration date explanations specifically for Jivietz beer in cans turned up fruitless. Try a sip and see what it tastes like, then report back to me. Next question. I have always been a loyal Republican, but I am not sure Donald Trump is the best candidate for president again with so many evil things he is accused of. You wrote about Corey Lewandowski, so my question is, why is he supporting Trump with so many polls on the bandwagon? That's from Edward in New York. And Andrew's answer. Ed, thanks for your question. Just because a candidate is accused of something doesn't mean he's guilty. Politicians are salesmen and play off people's vulnerability to be influenced. We shouldn't get sucker punched by either political party, but instead step aside and evaluate who's best ourselves. I gather from your question that you are afraid Lewandowski's support might cast a bad light on polls. Given that polls seem to have always had to fight to defend themselves and their values, I see no shadow falling upon them. Next question.
Can you give me an idea of what your next book is about and when it's appearing? From Stefan in New York. And Andrew's answer. Gee, I can't keep a secret around here. You must have a crystal ball, Stefan. Not sure how you found out. No hints, my friend, but soon. Thank you. Another question. This is from Frank in New York. Whatever happened to that Dombrowski kid with the pimples? Andrew's answer. Wow, good memory on the sport of cycling. Or was it the pimples? Joe Dombrowski is doing fine ever since he had iliac artery surgery, which widened an abnormally thin artery running from his pelvis to his leg. Instead of pedaling a bike with one leg, he's now doing it with two, so to speak. He's currently under a two-year contract with a team from Kazakhstan. Not sure if he cleared up those pimples, though. I hope Dombrovsky, if he reads this, has a sense of humor. Another question. Another day, another shooting. Too bad the suspect died being that Texas has a death penalty. I would have pulled the switch on this lunatic. That's from Isabella in New York. Andrew's response. Sadness yet. I don't share your solution, though. Simply killing someone because of a crime seems like a lost opportunity for society to evolve its maturity. Imagine if this lunatic could have been rehabilitated and his soul saved, done so by our church-going culture. Ironically, the same folks who'd kneel down in prayer on Sunday find no discord to pull the switch on Monday. Go figure. And wrapping up questions and answers. Do you have any further information about the 100th anniversary mass of St. Stanislaus Costa Church in Staten Island? Do I need to get a ticket? That's from Joanne in New York. Definitely not me. And Andrew's response. Yes, Joanne, the big event is scheduled for Saturday, September 16th at 6 p.m. and will be celebrated by Cardinal Timothy Dolan with undoubtedly a cohort of Polish priests, including Pastor Jacek Wozny. After Mass, there will be a cocktail banquet in the church's auditorium. No ticket needed. Anyone interested in attending can call the church office. I'm going to give this to you just in case you want to make Staten Island. 718-447-3937. Again, 718-447-3937. And Andrew says, see you there. Would be fun to meet some of the reporters from the Ampole Eagle who don't live in our immediate area. Um, If you'd like to do some traveling this summer, the 44th annual Pulaski Polka Days are taking place in Pulaski, Wisconsin. They take place on July 20th and 23rd. And the ad here says that Pulaski Polka Days brings thousands of visitors each year from all over the world to hear some of the best polka music in the world. Organized by the community sponsors, all proceeds from Pulaski Polka Days are contributed back into the community through the area's benevolent associations. They have a long list of different polka bands playing, and some of the names that I recognize, Lenny Gomulka and Chicago Push. That's a, that's a big name. Uh, let's see if there's anyone here. We've got the Maroshek Brothers. Uh, 
Hmm. Lenny Gamolka, I guess, is the one that I, I really recognize. So let's see how you can get some information. Mailing address and contact numbers. There's, uh, there's general information. Let's try this one. You'll get Harold Otto. 920-660-9126. Again, 920-660-9126. And you can also email Harold at Harold Otto at netnet.net. That would be easy. That part would be easy to remember. Again, Harold Otto at netnet.net. Let's take our last break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. little bit of sports from our friend Tom Tadapachki and the Polonia Press Box. Poland returns to elite level ice hockey. Poland earned promotion to the top tier of men's ice hockey, something it has been waiting for since 1992. A win over Romania at the recent Men's World Championship Division 1A in Nottingham, United Kingdom, put Poland back in the elite of international hockey. The Polish team finished runner-up behind host Great Britain at the championship. The Polish men's national ice hockey team won four matches in the tournament, defeating Lithuania, 7-zip, Italy 4-2, South Korea 7-zip, and Romania 6-2, according to the Polish Ice Hockey Federation. The Poles, coached by Slovak Robert Kaliber, lost to Great Britain 5-4 in overtime. The Polish team went into the tournament ranked 22nd in the world, by the International Ice Hockey Federation. It is now returning to the elite pool after a hiatus of more than two decades. It's really amazing, said Captain Christian Jubinski. I've been waiting for Poland to go back to the top division since I was a kid. Forward Alan Lyszczarczyk said, it's awesome. I've been working for this my whole life. We all have. Now the dream has come true for everyone. Poland will face off against the elite hockey teams like Canada, the United States, Sweden, and Finland at next year's uh, <coughs> excuse me, IIHF Ice Hockey World Championship in the Czech Republic. Thanks, Mom. John Tavares is one of the top players in the NHL, a former number one overall pick of the New York Islanders, who is now a forward and captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs. John is Polish on his mother's side, Portuguese on his father's. You may have heard of John, uh, of John's uncle by the same name, Yes, the lacrosse player named John Tavares, who sets numerous records with the Buffalo Bandits, is his father's brother. John's mother, Barb, was one of 10 kids born to Polish immigrants, Boleslav and Józef Koval. Her father worked in the Sudbury nickel mines and her mother was a janitor at the local school. A couple of years ago, a Toronto Life article talked about John's early years 
especially the role played by his mom. While his dad, Joe, worked on construction sites, Barb took on the role of hockey mom, driving John from rink to rink for games, practices, and power skating. In a world dominated by hockey dads, Barb stuck out, according to the story. At first, most of the men gave her a wide berth, but when they saw what John was capable of, they couldn't help themselves and edged a little closer. The questions were endless, beginning with the constant refrain of, where's your husband? To which Barb one once answered, probably with your wife. <laughs> Barb must have been overjoyed to see John earn a spot in Maple Leafs lore by scoring the series-winning goal in overtime in Game 6 against Tampa Bay. That goal sent the Maple Leafs to the second round for the first time since 2004. Sir Gives Back Pole vault great Jen Sir recently was hired as an assistant track and field coach at her alma mater, Roberts Wesleyan University in Rochester. The 41-year-old Olympian retired from competition last June, but now is working with aspiring young athletes. Sir was born Jennifer Lynn Stuchinsky to Mark and Sue Stuchinsky, grocery store owners in Fredonia. She got involved in sports at a young age, playing softball at age six. She attended Roberts Wesleyan, playing basketball, and graduating at the, at, as the school's all-time leading scorer with 1,819 points. She also competed in track and field teams in various events, including hurdles, high jump, and javelin, but didn't compete in the pole vault until she was a senior. She went on to become America's greatest women's pole vaulter, a three-time Olympian who won gold and silver. From 2006 until her retirement, she was America's number one pole vaulter and won a total of 17 United States National Championships. Okay, Yankee fans, listen up. For all of you Yankee fans out there, and I know there are a lot, you might want to make plans to head out to the Bronx for Polish Heritage Night at Yankee Stadium. It will be held on June 23rd, beginning at 7.05 p.m. as part of the contest against the Texas Rangers. If you can buy a ticket for the game, you can get a Polska baseball hat, a sport bag, and a Derek Jeter Captain American bobblehead, though I'm pretty sure he's not Polish. The bobbleheads are in limited supply, so get there early. Well, good luck, Yankee fans. Probably those tickets are going to be hard to get, but give it your best shot. Let's see. There is a section here, again from our friend Robert Stribel. And I need to find the beginning because it looks kind of interesting. And it's about symbols. Hmm. Still can't find the beginning, but I'm going to pick up where it starts because there is a little feature here from Robert Stribel. And it's a did you know that kind of uh, feature just quickies. The at sign in email addresses in Poland is called a małpa, which is monkey in Poland, because it resembles a primate with its tail wrapped around. Animal names are also used for this mark in Germany, clinging monkey, Denmark, elephant's trunk, Italy, snail, Finland, sleeping cat, Russia, dog, and Greece, little duck. Ha! Huh, who knew? 
Did you know that the first prisoners sent to Auschwitz by the Nazi German occupation forces were Polish Catholics, and only later did the first Jewish prisoners begin arriving? Did you know that unlike Polish typewriters, which had the Polish accented letters, you know, the A with the umlau and the E and the, uh, you know what I mean, right on the keyboard, on computers, you need two strokes to type them, the alt and the letter to receive the accent mark. Um, pretty sure you can also set it up to type the Polish language instead of straight English. Did you know that the favorite dinner of many Poles is not steak, but kotlet szwabowe, or breaded pork cutlet? The cutlet is deboned, pounded very thin, breaded and fried in hot lard to a nice golden brown. I hope with sweet and sour cabbage and applesauce. Mmm, mashed potatoes too. Did you know that Poland's landscape ranks among the most varied in Europe and includes the Baltic sea coast up north, shifting sand dunes, seaside cliffs, lake districts, wetlands, plains, virgin forests and extensive woodlands, rolling hills and tall mountains, rimming the country's southern flank? And to wrap up, did you know the Polish surname Nowak, meaning newcomer, is spelled Nowak, N-O-V-A-K, by Czechs and Slovaks. However, some Polish immigrants named Nowak, with a W, also spelled it that way in America because they got tired of hearing people call them Nowak. Okay, we've had some good humor in this week's edition. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the May 18th, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle. We read from the Ampole Eagle every Saturday at 3 p.m. Your reader has been Joanne Janitsky. Thank you for listening. Dobranoc. The number of people in Erie County who are vaccinated against COVID-19 goes up each week, but we still have a long way to go to vaccinate our community and put this pandemic behind us. You can help. Start a conversation with your neighbor, your hairstylist, your nurse, your parents, your dentist, your kids, and ask if they are vaccinated yet. If they're not, encourage them to call the Erie County Department of Health at 716-858-2929 to find out where they can go for their shot. It's been three weeks since your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service began broadcasting online in addition to broadcasting over the air. And we have lots of new listeners in our family. Our mission, though, is the same today as it was yesterday, last year and even 30 years ago. To give voice to the printed words to those who are blind, have low vision, or have other print disabilities can read. This way, they can also enjoy the benefits that only reading can provide. Because whether we are bringing you the news, stories, or information, the material we share is important, because you are important. We'd like to hear from you. What does your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service mean to you? How do we fit in your life? What role do we play? Please let us know. It's easy. Simply call our listener hotline at 716-821-5555, extension number 5, and leave your comments on our voicemail. If you'd like, leave your name and phone number so we can call you back, or you can leave your message anonymously. It's your call. Your personal stories, your comments, and your thoughts will help us a lot as we develop future program schedules. They'll also help us tell donors, funders, and other people who support our station how valuable their contributions and donations are to us and to you. So please call our listener hotline today at 716-821-5555, extension 5. Thank you.
following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult.